Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Artist of the Day, Eric Clapton. I think this might be his biggest hit, Steve. Is that right? Tears in Heaven. He won tons of awards for this. It's the first song that comes to mind for me. Really? When I think of Clapton. Do you know yeah. what comes first to mind for Jordan? I, I do. We're going to play it next, I would assume. Cocaine. Yes. <laughs> he He's very excited yesterday. about it. Not sure what that says, but... Yeah. yeah. Dude loves cocaine. Uh, all right. Uh, with that, we... <laughs> Bring on our final guest of the show, final guest of the week, our good friend John Ryan. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at John Ryan Sports One. You can check out his work at thepredictiveplaybook.com. Uh, John, always great to have you on. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Are you all set for the weekend in Syracuse and Pittsburgh tomorrow? And we are. We are. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, a disappointing week for uh, for the SU men's basketball team, losing to Duke and um, losing to Clemson and, and getting blown out in both cases. I guess since you brought up Cuse-Pittsburgh, why don't, we, why don't we start there? Do you have a strong feeling one way or the other about this one? Well, I've been researching this uh, pretty much all morning because it, it – it began as an afterthought, but then I thought I, I always check Syracuse because I'm, I'm coming on this show and this is a Syracuse audience. So if I have anything worthwhile to share, I want to be able to do it. And surprisingly, uh, the model uh, that I developed uh, you know, over the last 28 years really likes Syracuse quite a bit. And uh, talk about contrarian, um, to say the least. But I think this line will probably open up around eight and a half points. Uh, with Syracuse being the road dog here. And I think they're catching Pittsburgh at the right time. It's going to be an intriguing matchup, and I'm planning on watching this game too because you have a a team like Syracuse that does pretty well in the offensive glass, and they get a a fair number of second-chance scoring opportunities, ranking 42nd in the nation. But they're going up against Pittsburgh, who defends their glass very well, ranking 35th. So you would think that Pittsburgh, based on the rankings alone, would have the advantage, but they don't. And I think Syracuse here in this situation um, really has a a solid chance to not only cover the spread, but possibly win the game. So as long as this opens at four and a half points or better, which I think is automatic, like I said, it's probably going to be around eight and a half with a 144 and a half total is what I'm looking for. Uh, I think there's a play here. Um, two angles here. Well, actually, I have three here I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, we're going to dig a little bit deeper here than I usually do on a Friday. But Syracuse is 2-10 and ten straight up, 2-9-1 and one against the spread, coming off a double-digit loss and price as a 3.5 to 9.5-point dog. That's spending the last 10 seasons. So that's the bad news for Syracuse. That has a terrible p-value, by the way, which means that those parameters don't really work together, and it's more coincidental result than actual reality. The good news is that they're 18 and 6 straight up, 14 and 8, 64%, and a 13 and 9 over under when uh, on a two or more game losing streak and the most recent losses by double digits. If the last loss was on the road, 11 and 3 straight up, 8 and 4 against the number. And here's the, here's the, um, the, the cherry on top of the Sunday. Syracuse is 53 and 23 for 70 percent winners, 39 and 19 against the spread, 67 percent. Following a game in which their opponent's effective field goal percentage was at least 10 percent better than theirs. In that horrid loss in their last game, they gave up 71 percent effective shooting, 
and they themselves were at 51 and change. So that differential is certainly more than 10, and that plays right into the hands of Syracuse here. And if they're playing on two or more days of rest, which they are, 44 and 18, 71 percent, 33 and 14 with one push, guys, 70 percent winning bets. I think you can see why I'm pretty excited to jump on a, a dog that's probably going to be about eight and a half points tomorrow. All right, looking for a, a bounce back game out of the orange. As long as we're talking uh, college basketball, I know you got a couple others uh, that you really like, including uh, one in the SEC and involving Alabama. Yeah, and, and Alabama, there's six uh, categories. I won't list them. Uh, we can do that on another show. That is our characteristics of national championship teams. Right now, Alabama is the only team that actually has those six characteristics in place. However, they are in a bad situation. So, you know, when's the best time to fade a home team that's ranked in the top 10 going up against a non-ranked opponent? What is the natural knee-jerk reaction? Oh, I'm going to take the number you know, five team in the country, the number three team in the country, and they're going, to, they're going to kill that other team because that other team's not even ranked. Well, here we go. So we're going to fade home teams ranked in the top 10 facing a non-ranked opponent that has 19 or more wins. And what's important about 19 wins is that when you get to that 20th win, you're usually playing in the tournament. And uh, what I mean by that, not the conference tournament, the big dance. So this is a huge game for Arkansas. And I would love to see Arkansas make a run in the SEC and get into the tournament because I think this is a very dangerous team. And believe me, I, I might be going out on a limb here saying that Arkansas might have a chance to win. But my whole idea here, as you can see, Arizona State's the next team involved here. And they have done very well against the spread and straight up. So why not take some pizza money, money line, three-team parlay with Syracuse, Arizona State, and Arkansas? And, you know, if it, if it wins, hey, that's great. But if it doesn't win, you're going to lose 10 or 20 bucks, and it's not the end of the world. But this is a great situation to do that in, in my humble opinion. And as you can see, Arkansas, I expect to be a nine-and-a-half-point dog. Arizona State going up against number seven, Arizona will be an 11.5-point uh, underdog. So imagine what that would pay off. It would pay off quite a bit. I'd probably be able to buy a pizzeria with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was watching Alabama earlier in the week and uh, you know, fortunate to beat South Carolina on the road, and, and South Carolina not a good team. So maybe you're getting Alabama, as you said, uh, at a good time. Uh, maybe they're ripe for an upset. Uh, all right, take us to the, to the NBA, John. What, what, give us some, uh, some advice heading into the weekend re- regarding the NBA. Well, there, there's always been talk, uh, it's a popular topic this time of year with the All-Star break now behind this fatigue in the NBA season being an 82-game season becomes very much more important now than it does prior to the All-Star break or prior to the first 41 games of the 82-game season. But as, I, as you guys know, I like taking things you know, a little bit deeper than uh, normal. So I'm looking at back-to-back situations that will be coming up where the team is also playing their third game in the last four days. So as you can see on the chart here, we're betting on home dogs. Our dog is playing on back-to-back nights. Our dog is playing their third game in the past four days. And the fact of the matter is, in the NBA, if you're a home dog, you obviously are an inferior opponent pretty much for the entire season. Most of these dogs have losing records, so they, they are dogs with fleas a lot of times. 
but they have gone 14 and 14 straight up, 18 and 7 for 72%, and not too bad with the over-under, but I would just go with these dogs. This is something easy to track if you if you want to, but I will be putting it out on Twitter, obviously, uh, when these games qualify down the stretch. And then taking it one step further, underdogs between three and a half and nine and a half points. Game is after the All-Star break. Dogs playing on back-to-back nights, third game in four days. And our dog is facing a losing record opponent. It, you know, a little bit better here. So we're going to be fading these teams that are dogs of three and a half to nine and a half points because they've gone 47 and 95 against the spread for 38%. 63 and 58 over under, you know, nothing there for that. But here's two situations that are easy to track, easy to understand, and should give you a, a profitable result by the end of the season. That, that, that's very interesting because it, it almost, John, it almost goes against logic, right? That you have an underdog who's right. playing the third game in four days um, at home. It, it, I, how do you explain that? And I guess when your model shows you something like that, but it, it doesn't seem logical to you, uh, I don't know. What, how, how do you explain it from a, a gambling perspective? Well, from the gambling perspective, um, you know, this goes back to the Wall Street days, too. Uh, you have sentiment. And right now, the market sentiment in Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrials and other indices, you know, are either neutral or there's more bears than bulls. So, it, you know, if you tell your friend, I'm going to buy Apple computer stock, they may look at you funny like you're going to lose money. But those are usually the times to be buying stocks. And I do think, by the way, that this is a pretty good opportunity in the marketplace and also with the same principles apply to sports betting so when you get teams that are oversold like a Syracuse for example where nobody wants to bet them or an Ohio State for an example I mean that they have been in a free fall now having lost to Penn State this last game they are severely severely oversold so you have to be careful when you do these things but you're absolutely right these are contrarian bets and they make no sense at all, and that's kind of why I like them, uh, because you want to most times be heading in the opposite direction of the herd. If you're you know, flowing with the herd all the time, you're probably going to lose some money over the course of a season. So these trends coming down the stretch here, I think, are, are going to be pretty good. All right, John. Uh, great stuff. Great advice, as always. Uh, anything else you want to leave us with uh, before we head into the weekend? Well, I'm feeling pretty good about the weekend card, so I thought I might just offer to anybody that's listening, if you send me a direct message on Twitter at John Ryan Sports one I'll give you tonight, Saturday, and Sunday, every single sport, all access for free. Oh, that's awesome. See what you think of it. Take a test drive, and uh, hopefully we do well. All right, John. That's awesome. Really do appreciate that. Uh, take him up on the offer uh, on Twitter. Send him a, a direct message at John Ryan Sports One. Uh, John, we, we really do appreciate the time. Best of luck this weekend, as always, and we'll do it again next Friday. You got it. Can't wait. Have a good weekend, guys. All right, you as well. There he is, our, our good friend John Ryan. And with that, we'll hit our final timeout. Wrap things up right after this on ESPN. This Radio. 